1: Hello everyone, Kitro here. Welcome to another episode of TSFP Presents Super Seasons. It's the final episode of the series, the series which was originally recorded in 2019. And we thought we'd go out with a bang with one of the most fiery, explosive seasons in recent La Liga history. It was perhaps the apex of the Guardiola-Murinho rivalry, the 2011-2012 season. Next week, we'll be re-releasing another TSFP Presents series from our archive, so make sure you download that. But for now, enjoy today's episode. Hello Patrons, welcome to the final episode in TSFP Presents Super Seasons. We've had, what I hope is, a super journey through the years, over the last uh, 30, 35 years or so, looking at some of the most memorable campaigns. Uh, we've delved back into the archives the last couple of uh, episodes to go a bit further back in history. We're coming back to a more recent the future. Back to the sort of near present, yes.
0: It's, I mean, it's still the past. So yes. Just to be clear, this is still the past. <laughs> it? But it's, yes. it's the most recent season that we've done. Yes, uh,
1: it is. And it is the 2011, 2012 season, the records season, the League of the Records. Obviously, Real Madrid uh, winning the league title uh, rather rather surprisingly. It's not something that's happened over the last mm. uh, decade or so, but they won the title uh, under
0: Jose Mourinho uh, with a 100-point haul. And there is also so much more to talk about in this season, sort of beyond the title race. And know a lot of these episodes have focused on the title race, but but this is one of those where there was there was all sorts going on. There's right a the way lot through the going table. on
2: in this season. Yeah,
1: uh, I arrived in Spain with Al uh, just after this season as well, so we were coming off the sort of the fallout uh, of this season. It was like this season inspired was, us. Yes. There was quite a lot of fallout as well. <laughs> yes, that's that's one way of putting it. Uh, anyway, so the background to this season, obviously Barcelona uh, had won the league title the, the year before and the year before, that, and the year before that <laughs> Real Madrid uh, had finished second in what was Jose Mourinho's uh, first season. Yeah, Jose
0: had arrived, made lots of friends, you yeah. know, really really brightened up well, the place. I mean, pretty
2: much the first thing he does is poke Tito Villanova in the eye. This season,
1: yes. yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Valencia
2: had finished third uh, again under Unai Emery. Which, hmm. uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Valencia finished third under Unai Emery. Are you ready for this? Go on. 39 points
0: behind Real Madrid. Wow. So, well, in, yeah. in, in this season. In this season? You mean, yes. yes. Um, okay. so, so they, no, we're talking about
2: the past season. Uh, oh, now we have gone back to the future.
0: Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're right, Sid. In that, so this season, to, to put that in some context, this season Valencia finished closer to the relegation zone yeah. than they did to Barca in second. Yes. That's how big the gap was. Yeah. And that we'd never seen a gap like that. This, I mean, this, this was the point. The
2: admittedly, um, you know, it was an extraordinary season in many ways, and it's a season where Levante were, were top after nine weeks, and, and that was really quite exciting for a while. But it was a season where you started to worry about the dominance of the big two, perhaps even more than ever before, because you say Real Madrid get to a hundred points. Um, you've had Barcelona, Barcelona, then of course match that the following season. Uh, and at that point, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth highest points totals in La Liga history. Had all happened in the previous four years. You'll notice that's eight in four years. In other words, two teams had been the highest points total <laughs> in history every year for four I mean, years. That does
0: feel like a real funda- sort of fundamental change yeah. in the. And, and at that point, it power. did
2: start to feel like this is this boring. Is the and end. Well, I mean, this is a start. At the start of the season, the the president of Sevilla at the time, Jose Maria del Nido, actually comes out and says. This this is rubbish. This season is no good. There's, there's no point in this. We don't want to do this anymore. Um, and of course, what happens is the start of the season is so good that everyone says, "Oh, Del Nieden is wrong." <laughs> Because, as I say, you've got, you've got Levante top after nine weeks, you've got Madrid and Barcelona seemingly struggling to kind of really get into a stride, but then when they do, they just don't stop.
1: Uh, so, just to, uh, as we always do, uh, mention uh, who was in the uh, the league for this season, the 2011-2012 campaign. Betis had been promoted after uh, relegation in 2009, Rio back after eight years in the Segunda, and Granada promoted after 35 years. Uh, so we had some, uh, some big returns to uh, the uh, top, flight. Uh, the 20 teams then were Atletic, Atleti, Barca, Español, Getafe, Granada, Levante, Málaga, Mallorca, Osasuna, Racing, Rio, Betis, Madrid, Real Sociedad,
0: Sevilla, Sporting and Valencia with Villarreal and Zaragoza. Notable of course no Galician teams yes. in that list because Depot had been relegated after 20 years the, the previous season so you had four teams from Andalusia four teams from Madrid we're seeing you know the Madrid kind of region start to yeah. start to dominate oh um, we haven't done this for a while do you want to do some uh, shirt sponsors very quickly Oh, yeah, bring yeah, this yeah. back for the last, for the last episode um, as always fastest answer wins who was the shirt sponsor this season of Getafe
1: Burger King
0: oh yes Kitra just about it, <laughs> it? who was the sponsor of Espanyol um Ma-
1: R- Maya Rivera Rivera Maya connected to that but Mexico y- y- Cancun yes, yes. yes. Cancun. and good.
0: for three games only what appeared as the shirt sponsor of Rayo Vallecano for only three games oh wow um, it was related to something sort of topical that was something that was coming out that they were, they were publicising the, around. was that it a
2: film of some sort
0: it was <laughs> Oof. X-Men Spider-Man? No. You're on the right lines in superheroes. It was the Avengers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Los Vejadores. And there was an amazing press release that I read that was put out by Martin Presser, the royal president, saying, yeah, you know, our team really represents the, the Avengers. We're a group of individuals who've come together to work as a team. It was the most magnificent PR gulf. Goth- Pillock. I mean, this my particular
2: favourite was, I mean, this is not this season, but now that we're on this kind of thing, obviously because of his connections with the cinema, Enrique Teresa, the president of Atletico Madrid, Atletico had a deal with TriStar for a while and they would rotate different shirts, uh, different sponsors on their shirts. So you had Hellboy and uh, anyway, one of the ones they had was a film called Closer. But it was in that era when they were disastrous. And there's a lovely photo that always made me laugh, more than it probably should, of Fernando Torres wearing the shirt and the armies across the sea. So it just says loser on the front of (laughs) the shirt. Also,
0: even if it's the film I'm thinking of, that film Closer is quite sort of a sinister sort of erotic thriller. So it's a weird one to have (laughs) on your shirt anyway. I didn't know that right. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: So the uh, contenders for the title, obviously Barcelona. It was... uh,
0: Pep's fourth season uh, in charge. They brought in Alexis Sanchez and Sesk. Mm, the Sesk saga was a was a lengthy one. That was one that went on and on oh, and on, and, it? and
1: sort of broke your heart a little bit. Um,
0: I mean, that's, let's not even get into that. Well, I mean, this, you know, he, we loved him. When, I, right, what a brilliant player he was. I mean, right. I, I won't, okay, I, I won't go into this, but just briefly, but let's go into it briefly. Like, I, I know that Barca fans ended up having sort of a real problem with Sesk and sort of criticising him, and he wasn't happy and he left. Let me just emphasise that for Arsenal, he was genuinely the best midfielder I have ever seen. Hmm. He yeah. was. And that Apart is not... from Santi well, you know, uh, careful now, Al. At that point, now, let's just say that. And more of Santi coming up in this pod, by the way. But, um, no, but you know, Cesc for Arsenal, was whatever ended up happening, uh, he was magnificent. Also, by
2: the way, I mean, his first game, you know, he scores and he's... Well, sorry, he sets up for Messi to win 3-2 in the Spanish Super Cup, which is when, of mm. course, Mourinho pokes Tito Villanova in the eye.
1: Uh, it was Barca's first season with a paid sponsor,
2: The, uh, you know, bringing to
1: work, bringing to highlighting the good work done by the Qatar Foundation. I mean, it's one of my
0: favourite foundations, the
1: Qatar Foundation. It really, uh, yeah. So there we go. They had won the Champions League, obviously beating United at Wembley. And uh, the question here that uh, Al has highlighted... Was Messi at his peak? I mean, it was.
0: This was peak Messi, wasn't oh, it? it was extraordinary. 50 I mean, I know his goals. It's, it's almost <laughs> fifty. Fifty league goals. It's not like he's dropped off, but yeah. But the yeah.
2: curious thing about it is this: this outlier season, even for Messi, mm. because of course over the whole season he scored. What was it ninety something? Over the year, it over was the year, just was
0: Stupid, stupid numbers.
2: Yeah, his outlier season is the season when they. They take, don't yeah, really one of that. the major
0: titles. I mean, and again, it's a familiar theme. But you know, these were when this, this is when the numbers of Messi and Ronaldo started to redefine what we consider a good goal-scoring season. Yeah. you know, we've come from. Talking about Romario scoring 30 goals as being a brilliant season, all of a sudden you've got Messi scoring 50, Ronaldo scoring 46. I mm. mean that is ludicrous.
1: Uh, it was uh, Mourinho's second season in charge of Real Madrid, as we mentioned. Jorge Vadano had just been sacked as the sporting director. Yeah, they didn't get on those they two. Didn't did like they didn't like each other at all.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: they didn't go mad in the transfer market. They bought in Nuri Sahin. They bought him, and then it
0: immediately <laughs> established Sahin. that he had a he had like a disc in his back that was he, almost, he had a really serious back yeah. injury and was immediately injured. It's uh, a pity
2: because he was a really really nice player. Um, a much better investment was Rafael Varane.
0: I mean, that's one of the great transfers, isn't it? <laughs> Who was brought in. as an 18-year-old, scores on his debut against Barcelona with this absolutely amazing header. And talking of great transfers, one of a TSFP fave at left-back, Fabio Quintrell, was brought in. Wow. And La Liga would never be the same. <laughs> it would never be the same.
1: Uh, Valencia, um, Emery, of course, uh, who'd sort of really established himself yeah. as, as a, as a, a, a Valencia uh, coach. They'd finished sixth, third and third. Well, and he'd established himself seasons?
0: while every year they sold their best players as yeah, well. so, yeah, and yet the fans still hated him they'd lost Villa they'd lost silver in the past this summer they sold Juan Mata to Chelsea for a, for a lot of money they sold Isco and, and Joaquin to, to Malaga so yeah Emery kept losing all these really good players kept and doing kept, pretty well kept and, getting and getting kept the getting league, yeah. stick for it mm. and he got a
2: lot of stick for it I and mean, this was the year where, where he got a letter uh, later on in the year he got a letter from the Valencia Federation of Supporters Clubs and the letter basically said Dear Unai, we don't like you, off you go. Hmm. And it was really was saying, we win a letter saying, we're not satisfied with you. There was always a sense that it was a bit conservative. They didn't win games against the big teams. They didn't bloody the nose of Madrid and Barcelona, which I think fans would have liked. And, and, and I think this might even be the year that Unai Emery brings out a book called Winning Mentality. And that was kind of, I think for some fans, that was the last straw because they are effectively saying, come on, you're the biggest loser of the lot in terms of your attitude, in terms of the, your approach to I the mean, game.
0: fast forward a few years and you've got Gary Neville in charge and you'd sort of, you'd miss the good old days of, of Unai, even though they, I know they sort of, they hate yeah. him now because of the famous celebration yes. of the and Yeah, and stuff.
1: but it's, true. it's uh, true. Atletico Madrid had... Old Barry Manzano in charge. Mm. Yes, he'd One over. of the
0: familiar old faces of Spanish
1: football who's been yes. around the block. Yes, uh, he um, took over from uh, Kike Sanchez uh, uh,
2: Flores. Who, who had
0: done sort of okay. They'd won the Europa League yeah. under Kike Sanchez Flores. But they? of course, this is the beginning mm. for Atletico Madrid of this current era. Well, yes. and, and that summer was a really big summer. You had Aguero going to City for massive money. You had De Gea going to United and they bought old Radamel Falcao. One oh, of our favorites. What a brilliant player he was, by the way, for yes. for, for, for for a short period. But this season, this he season was yes. absolutely. It, it's short. funny. I was thinking. Do you remember, Phil? I remember sitting and watching. It was the following summer, but mm. watching the uh, UEFA Super, Super Cup, Cup against, against Chelsea, Chelsea the yeah, following yeah. year. Falcao scored a hat trick in that game. And I remember just thinking, this guy is just the. He's the perfect striker. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, they'd
1: also brought in uh, Thibaut Courtois
0: on uh, on loan,
1: Arda
2: Turan, and Miranda. So they'd done some serious yeah, uh, business. Yeah. Atletico, when they when they when they got rid of Manzano later in the season, mm. and put Simeone in charge. I, I, I went and checked this. It was their 49th managerial stint since 1987. Wow. Nice right? And yet they've not had any more since then. Yeah. I mean, Simeone's longevity is extraordinary anyway, but in the context of Atletico mm. Madrid, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, we should also mention amongst the
1: contenders uh, Malaga, uh, because yes? this was when they were a, sort of a really boom club. Altani had bought the club a, a year earlier. They had old Manuel Pellegrini in charge. They
2: were the biggest spenders. Yeah. That, summer, that summer was their summer. So they, they they bring in Rudvan Van Julio Baptista, Santi Cattola, so yeah, Joaquin, was
0: 19 million, Tulalan, um, uh, Mon- oh, Nacho Monreal um, as Nacho well, Monreal. Isco, who we mentioned. So yeah, there was there was and, a lot know, of this money was, in this total. This was a
2: whole lot of money, but it was also reasonably well spent. This money. So mm. they had Antonio Fernandez in as a sporting director who'd been um, who'd been at the federation. He'd been at Sevilla with with Monchi. He's theoretically the guy that actually discovered Dani Alves. And they were really quite sensible. A lot of money that they couldn't have, and eventually they did. They did then. They didn't then go through the financial troubles that the, well, the following year and the year after that when they were trying to um, kind of comply with UEFA fair play rules. But they they built a really good, a genuinely good team. The big
1: storyline from this season, then of course, is Pep against Jose. Yes, um, at its best or worst or worst. Yeah, um, it
2: really was. What sort of dominated everything? Uh, yeah, and it, it did become a
0: little nasty. It, well, a little, a, a little. lot. It did become actually a bit tiresome as well. well. I mean, you know, Pep got sick of it, didn't yeah. he? By the end, that's part of the reason. I mean, you know, who knows? He might have moved on anyway because maybe it was time to. I move think. On, he, I think it, it was, was a already
2: a season too far, um, and, and the players, although they don't admit it, to the extent of actually being aggressive in the way that they say it. The players admit that they were a bit tired of Pep. Um, and that Pep was certainly tied them and there's a phrase from Guardiola when he goes and the phrase is something along the lines of I have to go or we're going to end up hurting each other mm-hmm. and I think, I think
0: actually in some cases that had already happened
1: I mean Mourinho did actually hurt uh, Tito
2: Villanova by poking him in yes. the eye in the Spanish. Super Cup I mean, that uh, you know, that is
0: still like one of the lowest.
2: <laughs> you know what I, ever, seen, yeah. I think is even lower than that. Yeah, what I think is even lower than that is the banner that then appeared at the Bernabeu along the middle tier, and it said, "José, your finger points the way." Hmm. Immediately after that, yeah, and, and you know, as, as, when it comes to bad taste, <laughs> and I mean, and that, that was one. you know at the, at the same
0: time as, as that was going on, you had in that Spanish Super Cup, you had Marcelo being sent off, you had Özil and Villa being red carded, even though they were already had already. Been subbed, to being red carded yeah. off the off the bench for their parts in that. In yeah, that it ball. kind
1: of um, sort of
2: set the tone for the rest of the season yeah. in a way. In but a that, way. that was also a really good Real Madrid team in yes. that in that they were t- the other one of the interesting things. I mean, let's let's try and put, put this in footballing terms rather than just in terms of the personality. It was also a fascinating battle between Pep and and Jose in terms of the styles these two teams could not have been more different stylistically given that you're talking about teams at the very top level obviously you know in teams at other levels you can see sort of different things that they might might approach it differently and so on But in terms of, you know, two really good teams, Barcelona, everyone knows what the Barcelona philosophy is, but that Mourinho team, I think, was the purest expression of Mourinho's ability to to build a team that's really, really dangerous in what people are now calling transitions, what we would have probably called counterattacks. Incredibly fast, very, very direct, brilliant in terms of playing, uh, you know, Playing, playing kind of two or three man counter attacks from one end to the other. It wasn't just a long ball up the top, but it was very, very direct, very quick, very aggressive. And they were
0: when they got it right, which they did for a lot of this season. Mm. They were they were really ex- it was really exhilarating. Yeah, I mean, we talk watch. about the league of records. Uh, they scored the most goals ever scored in a league campaign: one hundred and twenty-one goals. Mm. I think Real the previous Madrid record was one hundred and seven, so they didn't just beat it; they they smashed season. it. So you know, you had um, Ronaldo scoring whatever it was, forty-six. You had Higuain scoring twenty-two, and Benzema scoring 21 mm. you had Mesut Ozil who had a very is that, very is that good season Benzema's That's best, best league ever. season? I think yeah, it probably is isn't Ozil it? Ozil yeah. laying them on a plate for the, it was, you know it was a sort of yeah just a really amazing And it was, really it was the thing.
2: speed of the counter-attacks and that was where I think there's sometimes a misinterpretation you get someone like Ozil or Benzema who think oh they're really technical players they're really really good in tight spaces they would suit Barcelona I think they probably would but actually they were the perfect um, kind of moment of clarity in those fast counterattacks. So the counterattack would go through them and there'd be mm. people bombing beyond them. I think Ozil them.
0: had something like 17 assists in the yeah. league that season. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's funny because people may or may not like Jose Mourinho and he remains one of the most divisive figures amongst uh, Real Madrid fans perhaps ever, mm-hmm. uh, certainly in the last few years. But I think one of the things that almost everybody university recognises as his major achievement is not only this was a, a record-breaking La Liga season for them and they won their title but they beat this Barcelona yes. side. They right. did it against this Barcelona yeah. side. And I think the Madridistas right. will say. I mean that. I mean
2: and if you look at the numbers, you know, we're talking about Real Madrid beat the previous goals record, so did Barcelona. Mm. So this this was a Barcelona team <laughs> that yes it did it's true that it let itself down in a couple of key moments. It's true that they could could have been closer. But actually what happened was you had two teams Hammering out enormous numbers of wins, scoring huge amount of goals. I mean, I didn't go back
1: and check how many seasons Barcelona's points tally of ninety-one in second would have won the league t- t- title. I'm pretty sure it's it would have basically all been all of them
2: except for the previous three or four years. So, for example, yeah. remember Mamo Pellegrini his first season at Real Madrid, You've got ninety-six, like, I think, yeah, or ninety-seven, yeah, yeah. and didn't win the league when yeah. it would have won every other league <laughs> ever. Yeah, and that's not quite true of this Barcelona team, but I think it's every league except three yeah. up until then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Extraordinary. In terms of a, a title race, yes, it you know, wasn't. Exactly, a race because Madrid, I think, went top ten games in and stayed there until the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, although
2: they never really got away from Barcelona until, of course, they go to the Camp Nou. That's uh, Cristiano match day
0: thirty-five. Cristiano Ronaldo
2: scores to make it two, and I think that puts them seven points clear, uh, and that, that's basically the but, end. But Barcelona
1: had one at the uh, Bernabeu yeah. in December twenty eleven. This was my first ever Clásico. Um, I was I was there and I saw Benzema score. Is that the three-one where Ses scores? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, Benzema,
2: Benzema scored scores. after twenty-one seconds. I don't know how many seconds it was. The like first, it was the first. The Classico
0: goal that I, I remember at, that because that it, was,
2: it was a giveaway from Valdez yes. and I remember this as being a, an expression of uh, of an idea, of a philosophy which is that Valdez gives the ball away and at that point you think every time it comes to him, just hoof it son and he never did and he kept on playing and one of the Barcelona goals comes from a move that starts with Valdez playing it out and you sort of think that's vindication for this Apparently risky mm. approach of that the goalie has to play. Um, just on a personal note, I'll never
1: forget the sense of occasion there at mm. first classico. But i have been to a lot of football matches. It does
2: wear off after years, doesn't it? but The first one is amazing. Yeah. Well, especially
0: as you say, given that this was the best ever Barcelona team against one of the best <laughs> ever Real Madrid teams. Yeah. Hmm. You know, this was the the time when the classico <laughs> really was. Yeah. The classic. classic. Yeah. Um, as we said
1: on match day uh, thirty-five. Real Madrid went to the camp now and and beat Barcelona by those two goals to one with that iconic calma, calma celebration Mm. from from Ronaldo. And it's Barcelona
2: are in the Real Madrid penalty area on the edge of it and it's a long hoof up the pitch Mm. and I think then it's Osil who turns Mm. and plays a wonderful pass, one pass, cuts the whole Barcelona team open, Ronaldo running through, steps away from Valles and from not a very tight angle but a slightly tight angle, Mm. cuts it back into goal. And you're right, it's then that, I'm here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it. I'm and here. And Madrid hadn't won at camp now in the league um, since 2007. I've got a feeling
2: Ronaldo might not have scored there in like seven visits or something. And from that moment on, yes. start scoring consistently.
1: Yes, because there was still a narrative of him not doing it in the in big, big games. games. Yes, I remember That's that when I came here, well doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but when I came here in, in the season after this, there were still people suggesting it, and uh, yeah. it was. Uh, it was Julie du- pretty much buried. So, yeah, we mentioned Levante, who went top after uh, nine matches. Really, really extraordinary for
0: them to, to have uh, such, I mean, a, such so a season. Seeding his end-of-season round-up, he used the phrase... The joy of Levante, which was surely the first and the last time those words have ever been. They were
2: extraordinary and they they, um they talked about how they built this team of of kind of cast offs, players that no one else wants. They were they were football's expendables. My particular favourite with them was Conne, the striker, who'd come from Sevilla where he'd failed and he joined Levante. I hated him. Did you? Why is that? Because he wore number two on his shirt. Oh, I quite like that isn't that fun having a striker no, no it's not right I'm
1: not sure if it was a Levante or if it maybe was at Wigan when he went, or at Sevilla but I remember yeah. him wearing number
2: 2 I and you're like, thinking you're a striker son don't do this anyway so he goes to Levante and yes. I don't really know the reason for this but he had a clause that meant that they were, that they were due more money if he gets 19 goals right. he got to 18 and then got a mysterious injury just to... <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's a really specific number yeah, it's, it's like, a very strange 20 somebody. goals or 15 like, like a roundish there number there must surely. have been some
1: reason for it but he had to stop scoring goals Magnificent God fearing Costa Rican in goal. They certainly did. love us Navas. Right
0: from the right top. So Levante had spent half a million on players in the previous four years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And
1: managed by uh, Juan Ignacio Martinez, aka Jim. Jim. Who, I just love the fact they've got a manager called Jim. Who is Pepe Bordelas' cousin? Yeah. Apparently.
0: Mad- I did not yeah. know that. Managerial genius runs in the family. I think they they have is I think, think they, they have they have actually faced off on opposite benches in at some point over the last decade. They I think they did face each other those two. I right. did not know that. But yeah, he hasn't done much since old Jim has yeah. he no, I'm not yeah, sure so he's so drifted now. off the drifted off the scene.
1: But yeah, so there were lots of other storylines in, in in this season. It wasn't just about uh, Jose against uh, against Pep or, or Real Madrid against Barcelona. There were loads of other uh, fascinating things, like obviously Malaga getting into the Champions yep. League. They finished fourth. And
2: being a genuinely good team. I Remember um, Santa Catholic scoring a wonderful free kick at the at the Bernabeu with them. They they were they, you know and as I said, they built well and Tularam was wonderful that season. He seems to have totally disappeared. Mm. But that season, he played really really well. They had creativity. They went for teams. They had a a lot of the ball they put Isco much closer to the forwards, and mm. arguably with the league title that Isco won with Real Madrid in 2016, mm. this was his best season. Mm. Yeah, he was he was he was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, there were a lot of. I mean, you know, as I say, you've got the beginning of the Diego Simeone, Simeone era, era, which ends with them winning the UEFA Cup, and it ends with them being getting to the final day with a Europa chance league. of getting a, in, yeah. in the Champions. Sorry, yeah. The, yeah, getting a Champions League place. It just just brilliant all the way through, and it, it was also the season. My particular favourite moment of Ever Benega breaking his own foot. I mean... By leaving the handbrake off the car, the car rolls away, he tries to stop it with his foot. Whenever someone yes.
0: manages to run themselves over, yes. it's always it's, it's going to be impressive. a highlight, isn't uh, it?
1: You mentioned Atletico Madrid winning the
2: Europa League, the Athletic Club mm. in oh, the we've, final. We've got to
0: talk about Bielsa, haven't we? Of
2: course. The madman. Um, and I remember asking um, Ika Munayin once, say, is Bielsa as mad as he looks? And Munain looking at me, grinning and saying,
0: no, he's madder. Hmm. I mean, and that he, basically summed them up. This was probably the the, the best to watch. Ah, oh, they were wonderful. That we've they were absolutely. I recently and
1: I'm not sure why, but I recently went and watched back some extended highlights of their victory at Old Trafford. Oh, the three-two. That was such a good game.
2: <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, they yeah. just tore United to bits, and there's that. There was that footage that came up, well, the recording of his. Um, team talk because of course they get to two finals and yes. they lose them both and it's this team talk I'm not sure if it's after the first final or the second final where the, the discussion is wonderful because it's Bielsa it's classic Bielsa it's talking about the way that you let yourselves down but the, you should be proud of the things that you did and talking about the fans and, and you get the feeling that Bielsa really does believe in those kind of very old fashioned concepts um, and the way they played for a year, it's true the burnout was terrible. It's true that players were were, were sick of him by the end. I mean, that is true. Mm. But the fondness while it was happening and the sense that this was totally transforming. Because this wasn't a team that was supposed to... not. It wasn't just they weren't supposed to play this well. They weren't even supposed to play in this manner. Mm. And they were just fabulous. Mm. There were some interesting things going on at the other end of the table,
1: not least rail Zaragoza's startling and extraordinary salvation
2: from relegation, winning eight of their last 11 it matches. It was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable, and as it turned out, it was indeed unbelievable. There was a famous chant, uh, Manolo Jiménez, the manager, Jiménez, Jiménez, what bollocks you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big balls. And they went to celebrate this at the cathedral, and so the fans were outside chanting, Jiménez, Jiménez, what bollocks you have. I'm not sure how, you know, how the priest uh, felt appropriate, about this, yes. uh, about this but anyway, as it turned out, of course, this is the title run in one game in particular. But I think it's more than that. Relegation running, the relegation running. Yes, title? title, uh, title sorry. sorry, yeah, relegation running. That is still under investigation mm. for Max Fitching and those that incredible run of Thalagotha results. Clearly, was indeed
0: too good. To oh, it's, be true. It's, a, it's such a shame when things that just seem like a really positive, totally amazing thing turn out to be to be quite not, depressing.
1: Yeah. Uh, the side that did go down was Real, who had finished fourth the season before. They yeah, were in, not, the in the Champions League, in the Champions League, and Must... they were like a sort of a
0: model club in a lot. Well, that's of that's the ways. thing that was
2: so striking about it is that. That's exactly right. They didn't seem like a club that you could see underlying problems. It was a total shock that they went down. They didn't actually seem to do a huge amount wrong Mm. even in the season they went down. By the way, couldn't
0: get results. Here are some of the players that were in the VRL Mm. squads Mm. that year just to reflect. You know, the old too good to go down thing, Mm. they sort of personified too good to, to go down. You had Bruno, of course, mm. before his awful injury problems. Musacchio at the back, Marchena, Nilmar, De Guzman, Cani, Marcos Senna, mm. captaining the side, Borja Valero. So you had a midfield three of Marcos Senna, Borja Valero, Bruno, wow. Cani there as well, uh, Giuseppe Rossi, who was, was scoring goals. Just so many yeah. good players, and yet they got relegated. And they shouldn't have. I mean, it really is as simple as that. They shouldn't
2: have. They shouldn't have gone down. They were... They were and, and even through that season, I remember all the way through the season, sort of thinking, they're not that awful. Mm they're going to come out of this at Mm. some point and they just sort of never did. I think it might be partly, and and I don't know how much I I buy into this kind of narrative, but you sometimes get this from people and I got this from people this year at Villarreal as well when they started to see... 2011-12 2011, 12 as a, as a mirror of what's happened to this year and the risk that they would go down. Partly because by not being used to a relegation battle, maybe that mm. is what will condemn you to losing it.
1: Mm. They finished a, a point from uh, safety. Uh, Granada were the side that were just above them, and uh, Sporting and Rating also going down. Rating again?
0: Yes. Yeah, another super season. Yeah. Yeah. Which
2: Rating got relegated. This is, is this the season of Alley side? I think it might be.
0: Yes, mm. it is I'm not certain. This so so was yeah, the start yeah. of their yeah. Drop through the divisions, Um, disappearing owner. The (laughs)
1: top goal scorer was Lionel Messi, as we mentioned, who scored fifty La Liga. (laughs) That's (laughs) a nice round number, fifty. Five, yeah, not 19. Era. Imagine if yes. he'd been on a deal for 49. He's <laughs> like, There's no way for <laughs> the So Ronaldo not far behind him on 46. Um, I mean, that is absurd. So 96 goals between the two of them. Mm. And then I think if you add up the rest, Falcao on 24, Higuain on 22, Benzema on 21, Llorente on 17, Soldado on 17. That's not even uh, as many but, as Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Quite extraordinary. Uh, Depor, Celta and Valladolid coming up to replace there you are, The, 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 the Galician
0: resurgence with Depor and Celta coming up. Yeah. yeah. Coming up that year. So there we go. That was uh,
1: a super season, 2011-2012. So
0: yes. I really liked that season.
1: Yes. Enjoyed it. No, no, it was true as well. It was the first time, because I was coming to Spain. I hadn't moved here since, but I was coming over and doing some work for Real Madrid TV before I came here. So it was one of the seasons where I was sort of working in Spanish football for the first time. And it was fascinating to see. And um, And yeah. Madrid winning was a good year to get into it
0: as and in not law. long after that tsfp
1: was
2: born
0: yeah that was a super season no, i'll tell it. you what
2: that's what we that's that should be our next series super classic s- episodes classic where we look back at some of our podcast, best episodes which which obviously means that we don't have to look back we just play them clip again. time yeah. there you go <laughs> clip show it reminds me there's a there's a great simpsons episode where they just do this musical of clip show clip show because yes. let's face it here we go hey <laughs> well we're not going to do we that. don't we do
1: put, that because we're better than that we put time and effort into providing I mean, this we, worthwhile paid we, for
0: content we did put out an episode of clips last summer I think but that was like an anniversary thing that, so was, that, was, anniversary, that was different yes. Yes. yes anyway
1: so thanks for joining us through this uh, look back at some uh, super seasons uh, on patreon.com forward slash tsfp it's been a super summer it has and we're going to think of um, another a new series now mm-hmm. uh, any suggestions welcome by the way yeah we've, we've got loads know, of good ideas we've got a lot, plenty of good ideas but, but... we're always welcome to uh, to suggestions as well there will be a new TSFP presents out very very soon but yeah thanks for joining us and we'll speak again uh, shortly adios
0: cheerio bye <music> network.